Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. During this one, I'm okay. I'm actually gonna bring up my whole. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> Something good for ya. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week we're at the table. I'm one of your two co-hosts Alex Stiff. Hey, I'm working out a new intro. Shut up. There you go. And across the table from me as always making fun of me because I'm trying something new is Captain Nun. I like I like that though. I like that because it is, it's been a hell of a month guys. <laughs> it's been a hell of a month. And with us is Johnny G from Reporting for 20XX. Guys, I'm going to give you your map for a minute right now. Okay, that was it. Hey, Jack, <laughs> shit going on. There is shit going on. We are trying to shift through it in the scene, but at the same time, it's not an easy process. You're going to have to work with us. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Thank Nothing. you from the report from God, Johnny. <laughs> You're making us sound like we have any sort of say in this at all. This is a very special episode. I speak to the clouds. <laughs> no, this is a very special episode because of one reason. It's St. Patrick's Day. That's actually true. Yes, that's true. We are recording Tuesday, March 17th, uh, so that'll probably dictate a lot of the information that'll be on the episode. There you go. So we're going to record one over the weekend, but we still just had a lot going on trying to plan for the uh, album release party shows on March 20th and 21st, which Ooh. now, thanks to COVID, what, 19? 19, so, yeah. yeah, COVID-19 uh, is no longer happening. <laughs> which is unfortunate. Every venue in Charlotte has been hit by that same thing and slowly but surely place has been kind of taking a break about two weeks for the most part no one's gotten into April so hopefully in about two weeks we can come back go out well see that's what I was thinking was gonna happen anyway like even this past weekend I was telling all the guys I was like man by fucking Friday this shit's gonna blow over you know I was I had a feeling that Friday might have gotten canceled and that was the first to go well, technically, first to go was uh, our acoustic gig with Satanic Panic. Yeah, that and that was further out than any of these shows. Yeah, which but that was still understandable because Satanic Panic was going to be on tour. Yeah, right. and and any touring band, I was, I had a little bit more remorse for, and I was like, okay, that's understandable. And then uh, yesterday's records was like, yeah, we're going to have to pull the plug on it, and that was earlier this morning, and I was like, ugh. And then right around that time is when the city ordinance came out saying that all bars had to close their seating area at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. Yeah. until otherwise notified. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, that might be our final nail in the coffin. And I sent Buck a message, and he was like, yeah, we can't avoid this one. I was like, shit. And the milestone <laughs> was the last remaining light sigil out in the distance. Yeah, and because he, I knew. I knew that they were going to hold out as long as possible because they were going to have that attitude of, hey, if everywhere else is shut down and you're being responsible, come out and be responsible with us. <laughs> Man, what I'm hoping happens is that once this all blows over, that shows will be fucking packed. Oh, God, get yes. Again. Hopefully. 
Yeah, one can hope. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm just slightly bummed out because we've been working so hard toward these shows. It's and, been a and, long and road. you know what? It's the fucking Finland's curse, man. Yeah, it's all our faults. <laughs> it's not our faults, but it's 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 the Finland's curse of like every time we try to do something, something happens. It is and it's like always something. The one time we get all the bases covered. A fucking virus takes out the show. <laughs> I think I got. I think it hit me when uh, we had to cancel a Kelsey show that was supposed to happen this week. Oh too. my yeah. god! I was yeah, like, you, dude, no! I'm gonna go out to Evening Muse and see Kelsey and Cap go and play. Hell yeah! This is gonna be a lot of fun. We were like, <laughs> we're, we're like, fuck, we're like, fuck the tour, Jack. We can do this. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It'll blow over. Nobody gets scared. Don't don't be stupid. Wash your hands. It'll all be good. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Don't wash your face. Well, Wait, th- no. Don't wash your... Don't wash don't your ass. Don't touch your face. What? Please wash your ass. <laughs> don't wash your ass and then touch your face. Yes. But if you're in the shower, that's okay. Is it? That Maybe not. <laughs> you don't want to try you don't want to try a little bidet action nah, I'm good, a bidet man. it's like I don't, I don't need to put the pink eye on top of everything else <laughs> so we got allergies out there we got the flu we got the kenora we got the kenora the kenora <laughs> we got whatever shake, you shake, spread over in the that, kitchen shake, I, I was shake, say shake the, kenora well I was gonna say the kenora is that, nah never mind I'm not going there <laughs> anyway um, well, I've been calling it the, it's like the corona the contra the Whatever I just said. I just prefer the COVID-19. It sounds all official and shit. It, it, does. Sounds, it sounds like a sci-fi that's te- movie. That's te- COVID-19. That's technically what the specific thing is. Yeah. And plus, it, it avoids any sort of like coronavirus, and then you get the one jackass in the corner. <laughs> Corona like the bear. It's like, yes, thank you. That, that got stale the first week. <laughs> so, so that also avoids that. But no, uh, one fun thing is uh, if you guys are listening to this now, if you head on over to our Bandcamp or if you go to our website, thefilmless.com, and click on that music tab, you can download, never heard of them, Advance, this weekend only, yes, for oh. $5. For $5 this weekend only, uh, simply because those release shows did go into the shitter is no fault of our own or the venues, but city ordinance going, hey, bars are shutting down, plus, hey, you can't have groups of 10 or more. That's that's advised. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, everyone was making jokes when it was like 100 or less, or 100 or more, and it's like, yeah, all the local shows are fine, her, 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 and then it was like 50 or more, and then like a hand full of bands were still making jokes going like yo we're still fine and it was like 10 or more and then like no one was making jokes they're like oh <laughs> that that's seriously yeah. for real means we got to cancel shows now <laughs> but while y'all are sitting at home y'all got some new tunes to listen to that's right since we are going to be giving out record well not giving out having more records available and playing a bunch of new tunes for you uh at least you can go download that from our band camp which i think is just music.thefillins.com uh, if yeah. any yeah but if anything uh, you can just go to thefillness.com and then click on the music tab or just look at our social media. Of course, we're going to be pimping it. We're going to be promoting it because, hey, you know, that does help us out a little bit. Gives us a couple extra bucks. You get it at a steep discount and you get it advanced before streaming, which will still be next week. And I kind of like, um, and this makes me curious about the direction a lot of these bands that are canceling tours are going into as far with all this downtime a lot of folks are uh, doing live streams i think tonight dropkick murphy's we're doing a saint patrick's day live stream yep. 
something like I'm that. Giving... Yeah, unfortunately, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have everything scheduled. But if anything, this will just be an idea lost to the ages that people on Friday will be listening to going, oh, damn, that would have been fun. But we're actually trying to do a live stream and um, don't want to say where from. We'll only say that we won't say where from on the video. It'll be keen eyes right. that notice the background that'll actually figure it out. But we're actually trying to do a live stream co- uh, concert uh, from an undisclosed location, uh, playing the set that we would have played. <laughs> and I've been wanting to like, I've been having this idea in the back of my head for a minute because this isn't because bands have done this for a minute, and now this might be the only time people will see live music for a minute. At least these next couple of months. Oh, so I yeah, wonder no. how. I wonder if this will like catch on and like you know continue after all this is over with. Yeah, because a place like Charlotte, this might blow over a little quicker than some of the larger areas like Washington State, you know, and you know New York right. places that are really hit harder. They're going to be under quarantine and self quarantine way longer than somewhere like here. Right. I don't know about that. Um, not to say that it's going to last longer, but Charlotte is probably the largest city in the state. But do you think that's going to catch on? Yeah, as far but as like, we're oh. still not one of the... I think, as of this recording, I think we're still under 40 confirmed for North oh, Carolina. God. Yeah, yeah, we're under... under I think it was under, 23, 23 today. Confirmed for North Carolina? Confirmed for North Carolina. Yeah, so that's... Right. And, then, and then less than 10 for Mecklenburg. Yes. So it's like, we're, we're not in one of the higher risk cities out there. True. But what I'm getting at is like, you think uh, with bands deciding to pull their resources and do uh, live streams from their locations, if they if uh, certain bands generate a large um, um, number of viewers and stuff like that, that they'll move forward and kind of do like sprinkled appearances online here and there. Because I know bands have done it with like acoustic performances for like release dates and stuff like that. But if you got like a high quality camera streaming it live from whatever like location they decide to choose from, will that be like the you know, next wave of video content for like live bands since there's no MTV, there's no Fuse, there's no really any video outlet for uh, other than YouTube. Ouch. Um, yeah, no, I could actually see it, but the say you and can 20XX. No, I mean, what, I could be doing a lot more with what I've got. We've already talked about that a little bit and we'll probably continue to talk about that. But as to kind of just go over all of that, um, I think that you could bring a lot more music to the internet. I think you could stream a lot more concerts, even without a pandemic actually bringing it out. But right. um, yeah, I mean, you could do like little festivals that way too, from the same place. It was just it would just be organizing or getting people to sit down long enough to watch it, and that's the only issue I see. I thought, yeah, exactly. I, I've talked to a guy that have want that wanted to do like a. Uh, an internet, you know, festival with locals and stuff like that. But at the same time, who's going to really sit down and watch all of that if they don't know who most of the, of the acts are? No. I mean, if you can't get people to sit down and watch big names, um, I mean, I avoid a lot of these award shows like The Plague. Right. Well, see, but here's the thing, though, is you are talking about, you know, getting people to sit down long enough to watch it. Yeah, that's typically the issue. A lot of places are closed. A lot of people... Pe- a lot of people are having to work from home or, or out of a job right now. So they're looking for some sort of entertainment. This would be the perfect time to do that. That's what I'm What saying. I'm more interested in is seeing legacy acts or acts that really haven't done much in the digital space, what they do right now, what Ooh. they try their hand at. 
That's why I was curious about the Dropkick Murphys deal because they have such a ran, yeah, that popped fan up, base. Yeah, that popped up on my Facebook feed before the show. And like on St. Patrick's Day, I'm sure that'll be watched by a shit ton of folks. I, I listened to it for 20 seconds and caught the gist. Right, I'm, <laughs> right, I'm not even a fan. Also, it's going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Right, I'm not even a fan, but uh, that, with the fan base like that, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of payoff afterwards. If they're, I mean, I'm not sure what the uh, analytics or what uh, what can be gained from it, but it's got to open some doors to some kind of new um, lane of, you know, consumption, right? At the very least, it's inspiring. Um, very much so. Like what? Even before that, what this past weekend on Saturday, Party Nails hit me with the email. It's like, yeah, I'm doing a shower show at 7 p.m. And then it became 4 p.m. on Sunday. Just like. Shower show, fully clothed, like, okay, but you're still playing in the shower. Interesting. <laughs> um, and a few bands, that was just the one name I could think of, but there have been a few bands that have already kind of started to go that way. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you want to donate, then you can. It's just like, okay, if anything, it's worth a shot, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting way. Yeah. And it also gets people the hell out of the house. And I know a lot of these bands don't want to be in the house. You can st- yeah, and that's why we were holding out for the longest time. It's just like, you know, I know people feel the exact same way, and it's like, if the venue still is going to have their doors open, we're sure as hell going to be there. Even if all the other bands decide not to be there, guess what? We will be there. And again, just I caught the vibe in the messages from the Milestone that they did not want to do it either, but they are like, we, we can't wiggle our way out of this one. And I was like, damn. <laughs> but I think any chance of putting anything online is worth it at this point. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. And that's why, like I said, at least for this weekend, throwing it up on our band camp for five bucks. Um, and then the weekend after it'll be on streaming. I'm trying to think of like the weirdest routes, like you say, uh, legacy acts. Like I'm sure there's going to be like, uh, uh, say what it's like. Marilyn Manson decides to do something weird online or something like that, where they do like something niche for their audience or something like that, like where they don't have to bring a full band or whatever. Mm. You know what? This is totally out of music genre, like way, way out. But it's just like Miley Cyrus would do something with this. Oh, she totally, well, probably will. And well, see, I was trying should. to think of people that aren't currently doing stuff in the digital space. And for some reason, one of the first fans that popped in my head was Rolling Stones. Ooh. Because they're constantly touring. Constantly touring. And they're a bunch of 70 year old dudes that don't, that really until this point haven't had to be that active online for themselves they have their own people for that kind of stuff but that would be interesting they would just need a large space for it something i just thought of that i would actually hope for a little bit more is that uh people are going in and cashing in their studio time yeah i've seen a lot of people do that online too Mm -hmm. i hope a lot of bands are going in and finishing out records that maybe they were putting off because of shows and whatnot Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like uh, Pete McCoyle has been—he's been advertising his studio out there for his like, hey, while this is going on, anyone want to come by? Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, well, like on any downtime I've had, I've been trying to—I've been trying to like get all my creative like little spurts out and stuff like that too. So where if uh, if I have any material of my own that I want to go and record, I'll have it ready by the time all this blows over as well. Actually. I've- side project that I've been putting together a little bit of writing of my own that I haven't really shown anyone 
So this is definitely the good time for that. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm going to be as vague as possible. If you're going to yell, back up from the microphone. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be as vague as possible about that. But I was going to yeah. say, you were mic checking all the way back there, so that's where I had you. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is actually vague the as possible. time for that. Vague as possible. Yeah. I just want to write a whole album <laughs> with all this downtime, you know? So what have what will you be doing with your downtime once you have it? Oh, yeah, once I have it. I, yeah, I was going to say, it's like everyone keeps talking about being out of work. I'm not out of work yet. I work in shipping. As long as FedEx is running, I'll be running, which Ooh. which I am thankful for. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not turning my nose up at it, but I'm just sitting here going, it's like I'm slightly envious at looking at all my artistic friends that, you know, do get a little bit of downtime, even though it's on, on unfortunate circumstances, but it's like that are able to kind of get all their shit in a row and actually kind of huddle down and be super creative. I'm like, I want to do that too, but I'm, I'm certainly not turning my nose up at the fact I've still got a job. So yeah. that's, that's not me complaining or going me, poor old me I'm just sitting here going, it's like, I want to be creative too. That's what I do with my mornings when you're gone. I'm just sitting there just like singing. So you don't have to hear me singing. And <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Still trying to find my voice. So I'm going to set up a secret audio recorder for when I'm gone then. <laughs> to be, be like, I'll catch all these gems. <laughs> a lot of, no, that sucks. All the James gems. Just a lot of, no, that sucks. Oh, uh, no, just a lot of podcast intros. <laughs> or outros. <laughs> Shit. Start writing theme songs for something good for you or some shit like that. <laughs> but no, if we had, if I had some downtime, um, I've got some video projects that I need to start working on that if I was able to dedicate a, an entire day or so to it, I could knock it out in a day or two, no problem. But because I can, it's going to be like a week process. But I do that. Uh, there's still some graphics for Phil and stuff I want to do. Uh, there's stuff still in the works that we haven't even announced that I need to get together. So just so, just a whole bunch of back-end stuff. So guys, any listeners out there that are into visual arts and graphic design and stuff like that, that's, there's your uh, there's your downtime option. Yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. I, need, I have, still have a photo set that I need to go get done, which will be tonight or to, probably tomorrow. Um, from Saturday, and I need to go and make a website based on the photography, based on... What? Something, somebody's at the door. Somebody somebody's at the door. At the door. Did you order pizza? I didn't order pizza. Let me see what that's all about. Y'all keep going. Y'all, things are about to happen. I'm watching Cap go to the door. He's he's wearing oh, the... Uh, God, he's wearing the fat. All of our representatives are currently busy. Please stay on the line, and your call will be answered by the next available representative. The estimated hold time is currently less than 96. All right, we're back after, like, mild chaos pandemonium ensued. <laughs> just, just because somebody knocked on the door and delivered food to the wrong place... Well, it's like, not only that, it's like, I, I was trying to deflate because uh, Tony was calling me, and then a guy knocks on the door, and as you're walking over there, you trip over the power cord, yanking it out of the system. Thankfully, Whoopsies. it's got batteries in it, so there has always backup power. I didn't kill the podcast. <laughs> and then, the guy was looking for Jeremy, and then I'm halfway sitting here going, I'm like, yo, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, what was he delivering, though? It's like a, it was like a to-go box. I'm guessing it was chicken or something like that. It smelled like chicken. Chicken I like chicken. Right <sighs> <laughs> I'm not a piece of shit either. <laughs> not most of the time. Well, dude needs to learn how to fucking make a delivery. 
I know. It could have been. Yeah, I could have just uh, passed the buck on him. You fucked up, guy. Man, you know what sounds good right now? Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably still open. Drive through. Yeah. Nah. Well, you like you like the in, indoor experience. Yes, I love watching someone watch me with a disdainful look. Like, what do you want? At least I want the biscuits. At least what biscuits? At least they're not like most of the time uh, rolling, like uh, <laughs> doing roller uh, hair catchers on their uh, shoulders oh, or whatever. Whatever that was. I, Alex knows what I'm yeah, talking about. What are you trying to get at? Sword. You don't remember that? From, uh, we talked about this on the show before. We, we've the talked was, about this. Yeah. Oh, lint rollers. Lint roller. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the person serving them and you're like rollers in their hair and you're like doing some shit on your shoulder. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right lint now? Lint roll, get swole. Mm. Get swole, lint roll. God damn it. <laughs> That'd be Other awesome, way. though. <laughs> ah. When last we left us. Now we were talking about live streaming and stuff like yeah. that. I just stumbled upon uh, Blackfoot Gypsies is putting out a live stream of one of their sh- uh, home show too. And I think they put it on YouTube also. Yeah, it's like you guys think about it. Uh, Queen City Rejects are thinking about it. Barry Roses, I believe Tessa's thinking about it. There, there are more people that are just like, you know what? Let's Let's use this time wisely. How's the Twitch community uh, doing all this? Is that about to just like explode? My prediction is, yeah. People who are at home, they're looking for things to do, looking for people to watch. I'm always late night, so I don't get much of a crowd, but I get like six, seven, eight individuals. I'm like, okay, that's dedication. You're watching Doom 3 in the middle of the night, all the lights <laughs> down, volume up, and you're watching me scream occasionally. So, you know. <laughs> is, that the new, uh, is that the new thing that uh, everybody's playing right now is Doom 3? Nah, it's Doom Eternal. That's on March 20th. If they're not playing Doom Eternal, they're playing Animal Crossing, which is as wholesome as you can think. But, <laughs> like so people have, been mixing, people have been mixing the memes together, and it's beautiful chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and plus in, the, in Twitch, it's like it doesn't matter really if the game is popular or not. It, it really comes down to the streamer and the personality. So if you're doing something with it, awesome. Yeah. If people are a fan of you, awesome. If the interface is cool, awesome. Um, I mean, don't play Dragon Quest because that game drags on forever. You know, not personal experience or anything, but, you know. <laughs> I just heard. Not at all. I heard things. Uh, that game took five years off my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> I used to love playing games like that, that that would keep you invested by, like, trying to find extra stuff, though. And not just, like, have, like, play the movie and then it's done. There's nothing to revisit or anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, some of those games you can go back for. Like, uh, Azure's Wrath was awesome. Cinematic, PS3 game, about as high graphically as you can get, and then... Yeah, you know, there's nothing really to follow it because you basically just, well, that's the story. Yeah, you're just playing a movie. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of take or leave that. I've always been a platformer guy, though. Same. But that's what I grew up on. And that, and a lot of those old platform games gave you extra stuff to do after you uh, supposedly beat like the main campaign and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, especially with like Mario games. There's always extra stuff to do after the game. Oh, yeah. I was a PlayStation kid, so I had all the Spyro games. And there was like problem solving challenges oh, and shit man. like that i've been playing through the reignite trilogy lately it's it's been the chill game to kind of go to after everything else like this is not stressful whatsoever <laughs> i know where everything what do you mean is not stressful whatsoever those games are hard they, they are kind of was hard. mario some super things hard? are kind of hard but mario well depending on the further you went it, the harder it went but both banjo and um fucking um Magic Kazooie and Spyro uh, both of those were just hard as hell straight out of the gate (laughs) I mean like some of the areas but like I don't know I I think with like the re-release it got much easier 
I just remember like the second one, and we're just like, oh, you gotta cross this way. We need this many gems. Oh, go fuck yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ, the bear. Yeah. So I don't know if I can do this. I seem to have forgotten. But if you have five million gems, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have something come over me. I hated that shit. Up your ass. <laughs> As a kid, that's how I learned to cuss. I was like, oh, fuck this bear. <laughs> God damn. And your mom's like, you want to do what? <laughs> Or like the old Nintendo games would be super frustrating too, just oh God, because yeah. of like, uh, you know, you get hit once and then you got to start all over with like no save spots. Castlevania, that's where it's been lately for me. It's never played in the Castlevania. Ah, oh, you should really give it a try. They're frustrating as hell. Oh God, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. No, it's like that's why I quit. No. That's why I quit playing video games just to take away some frustrations. No, you uh, know. <laughs> So a couple of the streams, uh, I think I put on Castlevania 3 because that's the one that's most directly related to the Netflix show. But there's, you have to push up to go up the stairs. You can't just like get on the stairs because if you try jumping on the stairs, you fall through the stairs into a hole and it's like... And then you die. (laughs) So a lot of the struggle was, how do I get up these stairs? (laughs) Stairs, uh, how the fuck do they work? (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, this, this shouldn't be that hard. I forgot how to stairs. So that's Sadly. a thing. That's a thing that happens on Nintendo and Genesis only. Now, I remember uh, the first main system I really had that I remember just like being my own home system was Nintendo 64. And I remember just killing Mario 64. Just like spending hours on that, clearing every single one, getting all the stars. The only stars I didn't worry. Even as a kid, I had my no fuck this limits. <laughs> I was like, I'll go through, I'll find all the red coins to get all those secret stars. I'll go through, get all the main stars. And it's like, collect 100 coins per stage. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not working that hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't want to get them all that bad. Do you know what the payoff would have been? Uh, Yoshi. And I later saw that on YouTube, and I'm like, I'm satisfied. <laughs> you just get to ride around the levels with Yoshi. No! Like, Yoshi just goes, hey, dude. And you're just like, sup? And it's like, it. That's it? That's it. Fuck that. Congratulations, you spent all this time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you get. No, literally, uh, in the uh, courtyard of Peach's Castle, there's always this uh, cannon that's got a grate on it. Uh, after you get all of those stars, the grate finally comes off, and you can hop in it, and you can shoot to the top of Peach's Castle, and the top of Peach's Castle is fucking Yoshi, and Yoshi's like, congratulations, Mario, you, you fucking made it, here's another fucking star for you, and he fucking grabs it, and he's like, yay, and it does like the big all pan sweep out shit, and that's it. And he's just he's just been hanging out up there the entire time. All yeah. this is going on, yeah. just hanging out. It's like, oh, yeah. princess wasn't in trouble or anything. Just like, oh. oh, well, no, you already saved that in the main game. Oh, that's right. But like for the rest of it, it's just like I didn't play the game. But it's like at the rest of it, you're doing all this extra shit, and Yoshi's just like, oh, good job, asshole. Way to do all this fucking work. It's like halfway the game, Yoshi's like, I wonder where Mario's been. I haven't seen him lately. And we just bring up this TV, and he's just like watching you, and it's like I'm just like huh. dying in the pyramid land. He's like, huh? He's got you his know, popcorn. My, he's just like clapping, and he's like, you know, my extra little hop jump would probably really help over these quicksand areas. But but you didn't think to call me, did you, Mario? Did you? Did you, buddy? Well, no. It's more like, but they didn't program me in. He's <laughs> just like, you know, he already saved me, but he doesn't like spend time with me. All he wants to do is go out and get his fucking stars. He was Asshole. getting the stars to defeat Bowser to save her. Jesus Christ, you haven't played any of these games. Sure haven't. Again, I was a PlayStation kid. Clearly. Yeah, I was, I was a I, Nintendo kid. Even What okay. were you? 
Sega kid? I was like, I had to throw I'm it like off. in between. I'm in between. Like, I did. I would go to Nintendo when there were like good Nintendo games, good Mario games I had, and then Sony had some really cool games, and then God of War happened, and it's just like, all right, we're going kill happy. <laughs> My brother loved the God of War shit. Oh man, but um, so I didn't. I haven't actually played the Spyro games up until now. That's, that was like my first, uh, that was one of my favorite Christmases was like uh, play, when we got my first PlayStation and that's when the second one came out. So I got a couple of those, a couple of Star Wars. A couple of cool. PlayStation 2s? Well, a couple of Spyros. <laughs> and the PlayStation 1. So Spyro, the Gear of the Dragon, and then Ripto's. It was the first one, it was Ripto's Rage, and the third one was uh, Gear of the Dragon. Yeah. We get to play as everybody. Yeah, you're like a bunch of creatures and stuff like that. And if that would continue on, that would have been cool, but... Yeah, no. And then they got bought. And then uh, I think uh, it was like Insomniac got uh, they quit putting it out. And I guess the Spyro trademark got bought out by somebody else. Yeah, I can't remember who, but those uh, I know edgy PS2 too... sequels did not do well. No, God, I remember that too. Getting so fired up about like Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation Two, and there were so many bugs in that one. <laughs> yeah, was it? Um, he would get on the head of like opponents and control them, and that was kind of like the gimmick of the game. I remember that. Still have the same like gameplay as like the old ones and stuff, but I just remember like it would like take you like two minutes to load to a level or something like that too. Ah, I still had fun with them. <laughs> yeah, I guess because I never really showed any interest in the other systems, I was lucky that I lucked out on like almost all the Nintendo systems when they came out. So it's like I had all the Game Boys from like the Pocket to the. A first advance, not the SP. I had to, only years later, as a full-grown adult, I went on eBay and was like, I'm buying a fucking SP. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought my grown-ass adult self a Game Boy Advance SP off eBay, goddammit. Was it worth it? <laughs> it was. Hell yes. That clamshell's nice, ain't it's it? It's nice. Doesn't fuck up the screen. Why didn't they think of that in the first place? That would have saved a lot of trouble as me as a kid. Yeah. But no, it's like I had the Nintendo 64 and then I got um, the GameCube when it came out. But that was the last console that was really bought for me. See, my like, for me. And then eventually it was like, we're buying the console, but it's for the family. Because by that point, I had a little sister. So it's like, and when the Wii came out, there was games from like fucking infants to fucking 80-year-olds on yeah, this system. It really so, was for the family. Like Wii, like Wii Yoga and shit like that. So it's like oh, I, all of a sudden... The, so so yeah. all of a sudden the Nintendo system was the family system and it was in the living room. I didn't have it in my room. So it's like I didn't get to do all the fun shit with it's it. It's not cool anymore. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So it's like I didn't get to download the games and you know customize it to my settings and everything else. It's like if I wanted to play a game, now I'm watching TV. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I wish the Wii Shop was still open so I could still download games, but eh. Oh well. I think I had. I a... think the only main shops that are still open is the Switch Shop, the Wii U Shop. And the DSI, th I mean the uh, the 3DS Shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. DSI shop closed actually in like 2018, like yeah. way past its date. See, I've been tempted to get a a 2DS, the new clamshell 2DSs that are out. That's got like the really nice screen on it. I highly recommend it. I own one. I'm tempted to get one of those just so I can get the 3DS shop and get Game Boy games downloaded. I tried going back to Pokemon Red. I think I'm still like, I'm like right after Brock. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like, yeah, it's, see, it's, here's my thing is I was a yellow kid mm -hmm. and I wanted and see and I want to get that so I can download yellow, but I already know what's in store for me. 
an electric type against Brock. It's a son of a bitch to get through, but here's the upside. I have a fucking roided out fucking Pikachu by the end of that. That <laughs> fucking true. one roided shot one Pikachu. that one shot one kills every fucking thing it comes into for the next four gym leaders. Ah, yeah, that's really what it's like. Basically mirroring the anime in that. <laughs> but you also get all four star or all three starters. No, I don't. In yellow? No. In yellow, you're yellow hit, and you're given. Pikachu, right? Yeah, yeah. I so, that. so the original Japanese release was green, red, and blue. Yeah, yeah, green, red, and blue. And then when it was localized, it was just red and blue. Yeah, but I think you get Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander during the game. During the game, during later, the later game. on, like in like random side quests, like, hey, here's this awesome creature i found do you want it yeah, yeah okay, so it's bye. but it's still not you know during the beginning yeah, it's well you. into the game because then the game would just be broken but, yeah but but, so yeah so for red and blue uh you got to pick your starter and then in yellow it was just automatically there were two pokemon and your opponent grabbed one and one happened to be pikachu and that was the one you selected and you tried putting it back in the ball and it was like no fuck you bitch and then it was like all right just walking beside you the whole game then that was just nintendo caving into pikachu being the mascot for the whole franchise and shit like that oh yeah and the then they threw jesse and james in there as like your core yep. team rocket oh, opponents okay. yeah because the uh the video game came first yeah, before the that. tv show I think I, the one year I was into Pokemon was like right when the movie was coming out and like uh, the oh, card, like everybody had the cards and all that mm-hmm. shit. I remember those days. I really should have held on to those. Those I, go for a lot now. I bet. And I was like the one year I was into Pokemon and then the year after that I discovered Digimon because they were dinosaurs and shit like that. <laughs> Just the way you said that, know, the look you on your the, face, you're like, they're dinosaurs. <laughs> I was a dinosaur kid. That's why I latched on to Digimon. In hindsight, it was pretty bad, but still. I mean, they're edgier designs. Yeah, I don't know when I looked at when I looked at Digimon as a kid. I looked at it and I was like, "Those look like Big Lots Pokemon." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because they essentially were. <laughs> well, plus here's the other thing too. I wasn't an anime fan. I didn't like anime as a kid. Still don't like anime, but for some reason, Pokemon didn't fully fall under that category for me. But I looked at Digimon, and that felt like anime. They were Tamagotchis before anything. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I think... No, it was Tamagotchis and Digimon. Yeah, Digimon was uh, the Tamagotchi deal. I can't remember if that came over. Tamagotchi and Digimon are not the same thing. But the, what they were like the same format, though, where you raise Digimon, you feed them, and then yeah, they can yeah, die on your watch I mean, and shit like that. It was like, like Gigapets, uh, Tamagotchis. Gigapets is what you're thinking of. Same format, though. They still came out around the same time, because like that... I think Digimon were the least popular of the three. Yeah. But if you had them, it's like you could push them together and fight. You could fight and shit like that. I don't know. I don't feel right putting Tamagotchi in with Pokemon and Digimon. Those feel like completely different things. Oh, they were. And they still are. I mean, like, it's. It's like Tamagotchi was something that you actually raised and had a step counter in it. You know, you fed it and everything. Pokemon was a video game that you battled, and then there were trading cards. And then Digimon was straight trading cards. I don't think they had. They tried a video game and failed at it. I had the video game, too, and it was bad. Wait, Digimon? (laughs) Uh huh. They still come out with those. I actually just want to pick those up just to play it. Yeah, I think they try to capitalize on Pokemon's popularity and be like, hey, we're kind of like Pokemon, but it's like they don't even work the same. You can't. Yeah, so it's like, so it just, those just feel like the, so Tamagotchi just feels completely separate from all of that, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, and I think after the 
success of Pokemon, the guys at Digimon were like, we can kind of do this, right? Yeah, we'll be the w- WCW of this bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Johnny's like, impressive. Mm. Like, everybody everybody needs like some kind of competitor, right? The NWO. The NWO of Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> the Digital New World Order. The Digital New World. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like it could be its own like season. That's kind of like what's happening right now. Digital New World Order. To bring it all back. God. Uh, and a lot of what I play on there is like, it, it was retro, but now I, I've gone... But I'm doing Castlevania and Doom now. Before that, I was like doing a few RPGs. I was doing Yakuza for a little bit. Just going around Japan, kicking ass in this one prefecture. And I, I just kind of choose whatever I haven't played in a while, what I need to give attention to. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, it's funny, it's like everybody's like trying to like get back into reading. It's like, oh, I haven't read books in a while. I should get back to reading. That's kind of funny. Yeah. You calling Jared out right now? <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've been saying that for the longest time. I have books on my table right next to where I do my photo editing. It's just like, I'm going to read this. We're going to take a break today. doesn't happen. As busy as I am, it's like one of those deals where it's like, if I'm not doing something with my hands, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but it's either I'm attached to You're Netflix. You're giving me these bullets. <laughs> or I'm on social media or I'm on something else, some other streaming service. And then it's just like at the end, I'm like, I'm burned out. I don't want to do anything else. God, streaming services are going to make bank while this is going on. Too. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing specials for like stars and Showtime all over fucking Instagram. Oh, yeah. I don't need any of that. <laughs> Especially with their toting like half of those. I'm like, oh, hey, I know I could find like... Five of those movies that you have characters for on your advertisement on Disney Plus and or Netflix and or Hulu, which I get through my Sprint. YouTube's just pushing movies right now. It's like, hey, you can totally watch this movie for free right now if you want to. Oh, free. Free is a good price. <laughs> I found uh, Sound, the Sound City doc on there the other day. I was like, oh, sweet. Ooh. I'll watch that. I don't know if you've, y'all have seen that yet. It's about the studio that did like a bunch of famous records like Damn Torpedoes by Tom Petty, uh, Nirvana's Nevermind. Dave Grohl was the brainchild of this. And so there's a lot of focus on Nirvana, a lot of focus on Rick Springfield, of all things. Wait, he, I have heard of that. He recorded can... Jesse's Girl at this studio. Wasn't that on HBO? Girl. Yep, say what? Wasn't that series on HBO? I think it was. Yeah, I definitely have seen no, that. No, I think Dave Grohl put out a series on HBO of Foo Fighters recording at various studios on HBO. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, Sound City one was through, uh, I think it was through VH1 or something like that. I can't remember, but it was like, this is like 2013 or something like that. It's fun oh, doc, though. Wow. Like, Fear made uh, their first record over there. Uh, Cheap Trick made Heaven Tonight over there. They just like the most, it's the most biggest hodgepodge of like famous bands and records that you've heard that were made at this like dumpy ass studio. I gotta check that out. I just recently watched the um, ZZ Top documentary on I watched Netflix. that too. That was really good. They left, I like how it just kind of ends after they become MTV famous, and that's in like 1983, and they were, st- they, they've still been a band since, I mean, and they don't really dwell on. 
on that at all, but I guess they don't have much to talk about afterwards. They, they kind of, they took photos and like put dates and who they were playing with. Like they had like 1997 and like a, a 2000 oh, yeah. show. It's like nothing happened from like a 1983 through present day that's worth any note other than blurbs. And they get to the, the, the end of the table. It's like, so what do you guys do now? It's like, oh, we still do the band thing, but you know, we take up separate things. We have like Oh yeah, breaks. we're in separate buses because we are been in a band for 50 they, years. No, that, that blew my mind. It's like they all have separate buses. Oh yeah, every band that's been around that long oh, yeah. and has that much money takes separate buses. You think Motley Crue's riding together on that bus all happy go lucky? Nah, nah dude. not at all. Especially every time they like they break up and get back together, break up, get back together. They have to have their own bus. I was listening to this uh, interview with Brad Whitford from Aerosmith, and uh, the interviewer, I think it was Dean Del Rey, uh, brought up uh, his uh, tours with Experience Hendrix, which is a bunch of musicians that go out and play Jimi Hendrix songs. And Brad Whiff was just like, oh, it's so good. There's rehearsals. Everybody's professionals. Everybody's on time. Not like my fucking band. (laughs) (laughs) So Everybody in Aerosmith is just done with each other, but they get paid. So it's just one of those bands that's just like it's a business at this point as opposed to being a band. When was the last time Aerosmith actually performed? They played a Music Cares deal and they had a whole thing with their drummer. Joey Kramer, where like he wasn't, you know, in shape to perform for a while after uh, a sh- shoulder surgery or something like that, and uh, oh, wow. they had to. Uh, I think they did a Grammy ap- appearance and they did a Music Cares event, and they couldn't have him play because he wasn't up to stuff. And everybody was kind of, and he was just like, "What the fuck, guys?" And we're just like, "Hey, we're not a band anymore. We're a business. We got to look good." And people don't talk. And people are finally starting to talk about that with uh, Aerosmith and uh, with Ozzy being signed sideline the way uh he is with uh everybody's talking um uh he's got the michael j fox he's got the michael j fox <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of the, parkinson's <laughs> he's got parkinson's. he's got the michael j fox <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> uh that's gonna be embarrassing later but that's okay i love it i love it so much but well to help you pivot from that what i found out recently is uh youtube has uh movies now where you can watch those and uh there's a documentary out called all things must pass and it's the story of uh tower records and it's actually pretty good it's a little light on information it's mainly just like between like four or six people being interviewed the entire time and they just kind of stitched it together into a narrative and put some you know old photos and stuff you know with it so it's like it feels like it could have been a little bit more in depth, a little bit better, but it was still a really cool story. Just talking about how, you know, just them even going out to the Japanese market helped them tremendously. That that was just like an overnight success going over there. 2016, there was still a tower records to go to. I I think there still is in Japan. They still have the, oh, in 20, oh, in Japan. I know uh, in Los Angeles, they, the building is still up. Yeah. And the building is still there, but it's not active. It's like a light. It's just a landmark for that side of town. But I'm pretty sure, uh, tower is still alive and well in Japan. It's like blockbuster in, in Alaska. Another interesting one. Another interesting one I wound up seeing was called perfect bid. The contestant who knew too much. And it's about the dude that studied The Price is Right for months and went to like 20 tapings trying to get on. Oh, wow. And like finally got on and just fucking just swept 
the fucking place. That probably is the more interesting doc out of all of these. That I, we're would talking actually, about. Yeah, I would definitely want to see It's that. actually really good. I like it a lot. It's free to watch on YouTube and you know, you can just cast it to your TV and watch it. And it's, like I said, it's called perfect bid. The contestant that knew too much. It's really good. I like it. It's like super size. Me too is on there. I still got to watch that. I don't know if I want to watch that. It's like- I had the exact same thought, but out of boredom, I was like, I'm, the first one was interesting. It's a little skewed, but interesting. I'll I'll see what I'll see what dude is up to. And the narrative was really interesting because it starts out Arby's, uh no, Hardy Hardy's or Arby's, I forget one of the two. They're they're very similar in name, I forgot. <laughs> approached approached him via email and was like, Hey, uh, we work for a marketing firm that's under behalf of, you know, Hardy's, Arby's, whichever it was. And he goes, we wanted to pitch you an idea of uh, Morgan, a Spurlock, you know, coming into our place to, um, you know, reveal us, but coming to find out that we work with all natural, you know, ingredients, you know, this, that, and the other. And he's like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder how much the fast food landscape really has changed since I've gotten out of the exposing business. So first what he does is he goes around and takes a look at all the healthy options and then goes, hmm, this is all just marketing. Let me see if I can do it. And then decides to create his own fake chicken restaurant and to find the boyos hermanos. (laughs) And and the best way to do it is to make it sound as healthy as possible, but to skirt every line possible that every other fast food joint does like it's it's basically a fried chicken sandwich but it's not called fried it's a crispy grilled chicken sandwich ah the two things that we like in one sandwich (laughs) well because crispy doesn't denote fried and grilled oh that's that's healthier that's not fried either chicken that that's better than the meat or the beef crispy chicken sandwich that sounds all right to me and it's like he even set up the restaurant to where it's like Chipotle style, where it's like you see like, like a bunch of the really big words on the wall that honestly mean nothing. Mm. Just a bunch of adjectives and verbs. Like a and, rant, or was it a free range? Yeah. And stuff like enjoy, that. Enjoy, freshness, <laughs> shit like that. It, I'm not going to spoil all of it, but it's like... Yeah, I definitely want to go check that out. It, that even, awesome. even knowing all of that... Even if I told you what happens at the very end, it would still be a compelling watch. But though, there, there's still plenty in there that I haven't even touched. I still get just got to watch that because there was one weekend when I was growing up um, thinking I was going to get in the ag business where there was one weekend we checked out the Tyson fact, uh, headquarters in Kentucky. And I got to see like how the, how the uh, I don't want to say how the... How the sausage is made. How the chicken is made. If, if <laughs> how the nuggets will. are made. How the nuggets are made, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty eye-opening, but it wasn't anything I didn't ex- ex- that I that didn't was unexpected it, no. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, at the same time. But I still want to watch this with all that context, though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, and that is one of the side things is they, uh, they go into the whole local farmer thing because that's one of the other things that a lot of these places, even fast food is promoting, you know, we work with local farmers to provide you the best quality, you know, ingredients, the scent and the other. Well, what's it looking like from the farmer's side? And he kind of goes into all so that. That's it's, what I want to get into. Oh, and yeah, it, and no. it, it's really good. I like to like all the Tyson stuff. That's all in house. All their like, uh, 
poultry, all their uh, chicken coops and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think the one they were going over was um, not Purdue, but uh, one of the other ones. I forget. Oh well, just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> See, there's plenty of stuff to do uh, on this downtime, y'all. Yeah. What were yeah. you planning on doing with your time, Johnny? Well, I've had a lot of time to do things with, and uh, I mean, along with streaming, um, I'm a taking thunderstorm on... rolling in. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening outside tonight. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Something definitely was happening outside. Yes. Were, that was like a scraping. <laughs> His asshole it scraping that not, seat. It, it definitely Ugh. was not my fart. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I don't think with... he even fully realizes. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this back. <laughs> oh God! Um, along with everything else, ass. like I've, I did. I've taken on. Um, obviously, I do photography, videography in the scene. I do photo editing. I'm getting really into Lightroom and all that. Um, next to me, I've gone through the the uh, pre the prequels of the Star Wars trilogy. We're actually watching Darth Vader. Fry right now on TV, <laughs> but um, episode one, two, and three, I'll say it, they're not that bad. They really are. I watched Phantom Menace when uh, we first got Disney Plus, just kind of uh, as a you know fucking nostalgia thing. It's like oh, I haven't watched this in about so, so, so many years. I wonder if it kind of holds up, and a lot of it doesn't. The, the like, computer animation is definitely of that time oh, yeah, period, definitely. But like, it's it's a movie. It's definitely a movie. It's it's certainly a movie. <laughs> it is. It is. It qualifies for the runtime and the budget and the uh, star quality to be a movie. Yeah, made a lot of money. Yeah, was it good? That's uh, debatable. I was gonna say it certainly wasn't bad, but it was not good either. It's like Attack of the Clones, like. That was more of a movie. That was that was actually pretty good. That was less of a movie, unless Ooh. we want to go by runtime. Mm. Technically, it was more of a movie, but was, uh, I, I would say it was more episodic inside of the movie. It was more CGI. I was a lot more CGI. <laughs> it was a ton of CGI. It's just all green screen. <laughs> and then uh, what was it? Uh, and I'm not the- against green screen or any of that, but it's like it was just used in such ridiculous ways. We're so used to. Watching all movies where they were all puppets and shit. Right, Jim Hansen. Yeah, but anyway, like Revenge of the Sith, uh, well, that was number three, wasn't it? That one was tolerable. That that was, yeah. I haven't revisited any of those all that much. I'll have to, you know, if I got the time, I'll probably do that too. <laughs> oh, no, though, because here's my thing. Like, episode one, I feel like that, like in order, if we want to, just want to go back prequels, I feel like episode one, for me personally, is the most enjoyable even though it's one of the worst. And the reason it's still the most enjoyable is I can still pull back to my young kid hype. I was so before the movie for this and when it came out. Because I had the Taco Bell top or like the Taco oh. Bell KFC and pizza toppers. Pizza, I had the it was, cups. It was a Pizza Hut too? Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. No, yeah. And, and, that's, and those are the things about it that I like to remember. Because I remember watching the movie even as a kid and kind of going... Okay, like kind of rolling with it, not being sure, but just still kind of just that you know kid faith of like, okay, it's it's Star Wars. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like I said something, and, and it's like, and as a kid, I liked Jar Jar Binks, but it's like I wasn't sure why I liked him. If that made any sense, it's like, I, but I liked it. But at the same time, it's like it, by the time it came out on home movie, and I started watching it over and over, I was like. 
It's like, is this as cool <sighs> as I remembered it being? Yeah, it's like after watching it in the theater, I was like, yeah, that was good. I like Jar Jar. He talks funny. He looks weird. And then it's like, by the time it came out of the movie, it's like I watched it a few more times and then was like, I like making the voice still, but. Yeah, he's got his own like little side story, just him getting back with his people. Then you try to justify it going like, well, the old movies have a bipedal dog that flies ships. I mean, that's. Cool. That was cool, right? I mean, this but it's still the execution, still, which is yeah. the execution of it all, which is my overarching thing over all the prequels. But still, just talking about the first one, though, it's like aside from Jar Jar, the rest of it I can look through nostalgic lenses and go, I remember the excitement of watching it as a kid, still not being sure, but kind of going, okay, what's next? Maybe the next one is where it kind of gets you know rolling good, and I think that's why I also have such distaste for Episode Two is I remember being excited for episode one and then being let down and then being like, okay, well, episode two will be a little better. And I remember watching it and it feeling like I was watching plastic. Hmm. It didn't feel real. Especially since Yoda became like all CGI and everything. And, too. And, like, he just like, and that, like, and that ah! did, oh and yeah, and he's spinning the air. That got such a huge pop at the fucking theaters. Dude, that though. was so awesome. That was awesome. I, that I, was not mm. awesome. I saw that and I did not like that. As a kid, I did not like that. The dialogue this is was not like as an so adult. This isn't as some critiquing, nostalgic, you know, nerd adult. This is as a kid. As a kid, I didn't like seeing Yoda act like that. I remember like getting being excited about that in the theater the first time watching it, and then like the second time I'm like hearing the dialogue in between. I'm sitting there going like, "This is so dumb." I just remember looking at it, it's like, "Why did I don't know how Yoda's doing that? He's just been holding that back the entire time." Like, and oh, that's crazy. one of the reasons, even as a kid, I had a problem with. And I'm like, "The fucker's not supposed to be doing that." <laughs> and then at the very end of the fight, he gets back on his cane. It's just like, "I'm still feeble." I know, and that's why I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> this is where we are. Fair enough. And what the next movie, he's basically not there the entire time until he has to go and fight um, Palin or Palpatine. Palpatine. But he's just kind of hanging out with uh, Chewie and his people, which is kind of cool. It's like I don't remember this as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, where they just kind of shoehorn in all like all the yeah, old characters just like, and shit like that. Yoda's just kind of like okay. The, he gets like phone calls like okay things are happening. Uh, Kenobi, go. Natalie Portman's just like in child, like just, you know, pains and shit like that. It's like, that's Luke. That's Leia. Movie's over. Well, that's the last Pretty one. Pretty much, yeah. 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 But no, it's like, I even remember for episode two, I didn't even like the way the action figure box art looked. Because if you remember the action figures from the 90s, they had the black card with the Darth Vader corner. Yeah. And then later it had the Darth Maul corner. Yeah. It was and like then all orange and stuff. Yeah. And then for episode two, it was that baby blue card stock. With the uh, action figures kind of in a bubble casing. And so it's like it even felt like it was like plasticky even like down to that. It's like it didn't feel like Star Wars had its little bit of an edge. I don't think I even like I think I was think that was I was in junior high or like sixth grade or something like that where like I wasn't buying Star Wars toys anymore. So I missed. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I did have a lot of the uh, episode one toys, though. Oh, I had a ton of the episode one toys. I had the Comlink toy too. Oh my god! Now you remember with the episode one toy? They um, it's like you put them on the like the little. They had like their stands, but it had as soon as you put them on, it had like their little voiceovers. Yeah, that's the Comlink. Oh, okay. Well, 
never mind. <laughs> I'm describing yes. it. It's like, but it was this thing. Um, yeah, it was their little walkie-talkie looking thing. But you could actually purchase it because, like you said, each one came with this little chip that doubled as their stand. Mm. And when you put the chip on the comm link, it actually said the voices of the characters. And then if you got the right combination, That's right. you could put them down and they could talk to each other. I forgot about Ooh, that. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah, if you had like a Qui-Gon and an Obi-Wan, you could put them together and it would register a new code in there and it would do dialogue instead of just individual lines. That's cool. Um, for the episode one ones, I you probably remember this too, but you could move it slightly and the graphic would go from like the new to the old. So you would, if you had um, Darth Sidious, just like you see Pal or Palpatine, you see Palpatine and then him being Sidious. Yeah, it was a paper thing that you could move. And that was kind of cool. That's what I really enjoyed about those. There's a lot of like video, uh, videotape cases that were like that. I had a Jurassic Park uh, video uh, tape case that was like that too. Oh yeah, it's almost like 3D. Yeah. yeah. Independ- oh, I had the Independence Day one where it's like uh, the cover is just like the White House with the ship above it, and then you turn it a certain way, it's 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 the ship show. Yeah, just blowing up the White House. It was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Fire! <laughs> the Nazis 2000s were cool for us. You probably watch all that online too at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Well, something we were talking about before we even turned it on is um, you were just talking about uh, potential new jobs and everything. And then we went down the rabbit hole of ranking fast food pizza or delivery pizza. So I'm looking for a couple of side gigs during this time. Um, main job is kind of slowing down all of us. It's like, okay, I'm home. I we don't worry about We're just talking about pizza. We're not hey, talking about your yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. jobs. <laughs> I mean, fine. I'm, I'm alluding to it. We don't, like, need the, we don't need the no, fight. I gave the backstory. You're looking for a job. Then we're just starting talking about pizzas. All we got to talk about is pizza. We don't need the backstory. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> okay. But we, Cap doesn't know what Hungry Howie's is. And I, I don't. Don't. Like, well, it's like, it's like you're your B grade. And well, like, what's well, it, we, we can lead into that. That. I, who right. is the fucking host here? That's this man right here. All right. All right. All right. So we got this. All right. We're going to be ranking some damn fast food delivery pizzas. All right. Our is that right. is that all right with y'all? All right. Are you, are you going to argue with me this entire time? Our listeners at home got to know what the best delivery pizza is. <laughs> We're not good mythical morning. Don't do this. Especially <laughs> <laughs> because we don't actually have the pizza to actually taste test. We're going off memory. Oh, we should do that at some point. Uh, again, we're not good mythical morning. We can't rip them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but a uh, quick little list I wrote down, which is uh, Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Hungry Howie's, which actually, when I wrote in Howie's, it auto-corrected to Hungry Homies. So that's what I'm going to roll with. So that's what I'm going to roll with, is Hungry Homies. All right. So, uh, yeah, Hungry Howie's. The only reason I know about it is uh, I've seen a lot of them at Myrtle Beach. And uh, so to me, Hungry Howie's is the taste of Myrtle Beach. It popped up here a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it's... But there's only like what one or two locations. Oh, there's like four or five. There's like five or six. In okay, there's so, been more popping up. Then. Oh yeah. Is it a regional chain that's just kind of like starting to pop up a little bit, or is it national at this point? It, I think it's more regional. It's like Marcos. Marcos just came in not too long ago. Okay. And same thing with Jets. Jets is just like yeah. Oh, Jets is pretty new uh, too. Square pizza. What? Uh, all right, that's my number one. <laughs> that'll be the wild card then because that that's a new addition yeah as far as like your list uh but yeah so so outside of uh hungry homies uh for you kappa you got papa john's domino's and pizza hut domino's lately yeah 
That's your number one. Well, there's three there. This is a ranking I know, Domino's, and only because I haven't had Pizza Hut really in so long, but I have to put Papa John's at number two. But yeah. I, but Pizza Hut's cheese sticks were the fucking bomb, and I would oh, like God. I would go out of my way to order. Oh shit! From there's Pizza there's Hut one was, more I forgot to do in here, which is a little bit of a cop out because they don't do delivery, but it's close enough. Little Caesars. Ooh, I'd still mm. put that at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I, mm, yeah, no, I, I would put it. Well, you don't d- hold on. We'll get to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. <laughs> All right. So what's my number one? Domino's, just because they've been stepping up their game as far as like you know, uh, you know, not being as super messy and sloppy mm-hmm. as they have been in the past five years. I think we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. Uh, Papa John's. I used to eat the shit out of Papa John's. Uh, I guess like two or three years ago. Uh, that would be like because it was the closest place to where I lived at the time, and yeah, uh, I just love the uh, the sauces and like the like the, they stick a little pepper in there that kind of give it a little uh, <laughs> stick a little pepper in there. Yeah, a give little, it, get a little, get a little something in there. Get a little uh, little essence, you know. <laughs> Get a little spritz. <laughs> Get a little spritz of pepper on my pizza. I'm sure pizza. I think the last time I had Pizza Hut must have been like six or seven years ago at this point. But the cheese sticks. <laughs> I'd probably order that over pizza. Their pizza at this point. Yeah. Dang. Or their cinnamon sticks too. I just like their sticks, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were the originators. They made. I think I would order their just original six over the cheese sticks because those were like the bangers. Oh, yeah. All right, Johnny, what would be your list then? And, and include Hungry Howie's because you actually know about it because I'll be including that. Okay. So you got Papa John's, Domino's, Hungry Howie's, Pizza Hut, and Little Caesars. Okay. Got their Jets in there too? We already said Jets is your number one. That's oh, okay, a wild card. Okay. Well, well, no, actually, Cap said I Jets did. is your number one. Well, then, no, because that's Cap's wild card. Our wild card is uh, Hungry Howie's. Huh. I had Pizza Hut not too long ago, um, and they still hold up. Like it's still delicious. Um, Domino's has always been kind of like of the three: Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. It's always been kind of like top on pizza. Then I would put Pizza Hut, and then because Papa John's, they have what they have going for them is really the garlic sauce. It's delicious. Yeah, very true. And after that, it would be Hungry Howie's, and then I would ha- put Little Caesars on the bottom. Not nothing against Little Caesars because they have some great ideas, but it's cheap pizza. You can get a lot of it, and it's delicious. So it's just like if you need something for a big day, then you go Little Caesars. Yeah, I feel like that's up there with. I think Fuel Pizza is better than Little Caesars. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, more on the local. I side. think I think yeah. my list is exactly the same as yours for slightly different reasons. Domino's still number one. For the main reason, their pan crust is one of the best crusts I've had in a minute. It is banging. <laughs> um, I don't know though. I might have to, only because I've been burned by them a few times. I might have to swap Pizza Hut with Papa John's though. Papa John's may have to be my second. Pizza Hut used to be my number one. They slipped to number two, and now they've already slipped to number three, mainly because of this one fucking location that's near my one place. <laughs> that's all it takes. I used to love them, man. When I lived down on uh, the spot down on Providence, I had this one location that was on it. Great pizza, fresh dough. They would load you up with cheese. They would do you up right. 
Anytime I order from this one over here, it is cold, it is late, and one time, after enough times of bullshit, I was like, fuck this, Mikey was over, I was like, fuck this, let's do it, but let's just go pick it up. That way they won't deliver it late and, you know, call and say, oh, we couldn't find your apartment and that's why your pizza's cold and all this shit. Let's just go pick it up, save a few bucks, and let's just knock this out. He's like, word. So I, I placed the order, and since he was paying for it too, I just went cash. And about maybe 30, 40 minutes later, I got a little ding. It was like, your order's ready for pickup. And I was like, sweet, let's go. We hop in the car. We drive two minutes down the road. I walk up to the door. Door's locked. <laughs> it's like 6 7 o'clock on a Saturday. What? <laughs> Jiggle the door again. I look inside and there's like two or three people walking around and I'm like, what the fuck? And finally I catch one of his attention. I'm waving him down. He comes around the corner. He's like, oh, sorry, we close. I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. I said, but I'm here for a pickup. Uh, Alex? He's like, no, I'm sorry, we're closed. We're not doing pickups. I was like, no, no, no. I said, you, you just finished the order, and I'm holding up the phone. I was showing it to him. He goes, and then he yells back there. He goes, oh, so-and-so, is there an order back there for an Alex? And they're like, no, we only got one as far you know. He's like, no, that's one we canceled. I'm like, that's what? not canceled. You canceled, the, you canceled the order that was coming to pick it up? Like they said they were going to pick it up, and you just cancel it? Yeah, and they're closed like two and a half, three hours early. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, we don't have enough people tonight. I'm like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that was the, what, like the second or third to the last time I ordered from them. It's like every other time after that's been late or cold or nasty. See, that's understandable. It's like, I'm though. done. I get it. I'm done. But yeah, so it's like, so they would be second, but after after all the bullshit I've gone through, they're third. And then yeah, Hungry Howies is fourth. I like them. Their crust is a little tough, and the typical sauce they put on the crust is just a little too salty. I'm down for some garlic butter, but it's a little salty. What's your uh, sleeper? If mine's Jets, his is Hungry Howies, what's your sleeper? Oh, I guess I really don't have one. <laughs> pizza's pizza, bro. Pizza, pizza, man. Seven <laughs> Eleven pizza. That's my sleeper now. Actually, yo, you QT pizza. Ain't bad. I was gonna say QT pizza. QT is, is good. It's kind of a sleeper good pizza. But yeah, then after that, Little Caesars. Ooh. That that's just good if you know you're gonna have a party and you need to get a shit ton of pizzas. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck you guys. Little Caesars. <laughs> I got me thinking about that QT pizza. I'm like, I might go over to QT. And like, I say, it'll still be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. Well, I think you'll have enough time after this. I feel like we've kind of ran through enough. We've given these people a mighty fine episode. You got oh, yeah. plenty you to watch. You got plenty of pizza to choose from still. You got some music to go listen to. If you go to the com, click on our music tab, or go to the music.com, music.thefillins.com. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and all that bullshit I uh, give you a little something to listen to try to offer it to you through the weekend then after that it'll be available through streaming services and we'll get our shows rescheduled at some point everyone's going through this wash your damn hands uh, don't do anything stupid do we do we have anything that we've been listening to this week that we want to go through I mean I've got stuff that you, I've been listening to that I can talk about. All right. Well, then I guess we ought to dig on into those Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. 
What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell you been listening to? Man, I made a playlist a couple weeks ago that I've just been stuck on just because a lot of my downtime has been doing a lot of writing, and I've been kind of falling into uh, an Elvis Costello rabbit hole, particularly uh, the first two albums. One that's just, uh, what's the name of that first album? It's t- The print is so tiny. The first one that's just him by himself before The Attractions. And the second one, which is the attractions, it's just it's a lot of good, just power pop stuff. You're in that kind of stuff, and I kind yeah. of made a whole playlist about of the stuff like that in general. It's got like Elvis Costello, Big Star, Martha Hoople, Cheap Trick. It's kind of been down that rabbit hole lately. Nice. It's oh yeah, to, man. It's fun to write too. <laughs> well, Johnny, what the hell you been listening to? Well, before the uh, epidemic came through, I was looking forward to the end of the month over the milestone. The week was going to be, so I got fill-ins the week before, and the week after, I was going to get the supervillains. Mm-hmm. And that's a ska band, or, they're not a ska band. Um, they're kind of more of like a reggae band that never comes out here, so when Buck got them on the ticket, I was just like, I've got to go. This is a once-in-a-lifetime for me. This is my one of my bucket list artists. I've been listening since 20, 2006, so I need this. Yeah. And then things got canceled. But you still got the music. But I still got the music, and I still got a new album. So I'm good with that, and it's going to get rescheduled. I'm not despairing. Okay, not new album, Nice Things 2017, close enough. But it's really good if you if you like that sort of sound. Um, they were paired up against uh, Metascopheles, and that is a ska band, and they are worth listening to. They last played here in Charlotte. I think they were together with the dollar signs which is a little oh, bit cool yeah so yeah definitely check them out check both of those out nice yeah i kind of went down the same rabbit hole cap did i haven't been listening to any band specifically but i made a playlist of uh just kind of different stuff that i've been digging into recently i got a uh, sweet alice cooper kiss biters wildlife t-rex um dead boys stooges uh stuff like that and imperial state electric a little bit of starbenders oh. uh, gunpowder gray been listening to a lot of Stooges lately too. Thin Lizzy, uh, little Blondie mixed in there for Tellies. There's a great podcast series that Marcus Parks from Last Podcast Network just started called No Dogs in Space, and he does his he does his research with his uh, girl, his uh, well, I guess his wife now, where uh, they go into depth on uh, their favorite musical artists as much as they do uh, any other topic with. Uh, Ben and Henry, but since it's just the two of them, they're just full on music nerds. It's a lot of fun. And see, I've been seeing them. I've been seeing them do uh, promos for that on Instagram. But it's like annoyed with those fuckers just being on fucking Spotify the entire time. <laughs> so it's like I have a little bit against it. Where it's like I listen to all my podcasts on my stock my Apple, Apple app. <laughs> I don't want to be jumping between apps to listen to different shows. <laughs> want to listen to everything on Spotify because it's already on my Apple. Plus, I can't put my Patreon stuff on Spotify. So it's like the pa- the Patreon stuff I'm subscribed to, which you should be subscribed to the Cult of Dave Patreon mm-hmm. podcast and be putting that RSS feed in your stock podcast app. That way you get your shows a day early. 
I don't think you can do that in Spotify. So, but with uh, No Dogs in Space, they play a lot of music for context and stuff like that. They'll play like a minute and a half of like all the songs that they give well, examples of and stuff like them. that. I want it, it back it on Apple. It ain't I want gonna it back happen. On, yeah, They're no. getting the Spotify big bucks. Every day I'm on spot. Uh, every day I'm on Instagram. I see a new Spotify ad with Last Podcast Network on it. So I don't know, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Just gonna have to way. do it. Just gonna have to do it. Well, usually this is about the time we would promote shows, but uh, possibly look on our Facebook page to see if we are doing that live stream Saturday. Yes. I mean, until then, I, I hope say, so. Uh, I mean, we did get added to uh, Rim Rocks 2020. Yes, that yes, happen, right. <laughs> yes. We can officially announce that. Like that hasn't been in the works since last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can finally announce that we are going to be part of Rim Rocks 2020 with Satanic Panic and Criminal Kids, the Cheats, Super Jets, Betrayed by the Bullet. It's a whole be a, bunch of good bands. All it's these be people. Stacked. <laughs> Johnny's like, all these people I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> Go have fun. It's going to be a good time. But right. Cap. Yes. Johnny. Yes. Thank you for coming out. St. Patrick's Day party Almost yeah. a satanic panic party the, the satanic St. Patrick's party the Satanic's day Burning out I don't know Metal Shit. Yes thank you for coming out Having a good time with us Keeping us a little bit of company In the self quarantine To stay the fuck away from me Wash your hands Same to you guys Alex stays the fuck away from everybody anyways I know that's why I'm fine That's why I haven't been stressing about this at all <laughs> The Captain have an outro for us. Uh, yeah. Get your uh, creative juices flowing. Uh, stream it. Share it. Don't be scared. Stream those creative juices everywhere. Oh, you know that's going to be a thing, too. <laughs> Streaming. See you guys. <laughs>
your creative juices. <laughs> you know, they're, it's free Pornhub in Europe. Or Germany or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.